Hello and a very warm welcome to you, our dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. Very glad that you are tuned in. To start off the show is Lydia Achien, who will be talking about strengthening marriages on family life. Then later on, Ian Mose will join us in the Bible segment with the topic, The Two Thieves. But first, let's get the song, You Are the Savior, by Mang Voice of Hope. Stay tuned. You are the Savior, my soul, Jesus, my Jesus, you're the Savior of my soul, you're the Savior of my soul, Jesus, 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 my Jesus, you're the Savior of my soul, you're the Savior of my soul, Jesus, 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 my Jesus, you're the Savior of my soul, you're the Savior Welcome back, dear listener. That was You Are the Savior by Mangu Voice of Hope. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Here comes Lydia Aching with more on strengthening marriages. Stay tuned and be on the know. Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today we'll talk about strengthening marriages. The main reason this ministry exists is to help to reveal and reflect the heart of Christ within marriages. Not only do we hope to strengthen your marriage, but to join forces with those who do this as well. That includes you. Even if your marriage is not very healthy right now, there are things you can do to prayerfully improve your marriage and to help others in their marriages too. Some of these tips are fun and others are more difficult, but the goal here is to help strengthen marriages. So here are 12 tips for you that you can glean through and might help you in your marriage. Start each day with a kiss. Decide to begin the day with love. Accept differences. Try to remember that once you thought your spouse's idiosyncrasies were cute, your chances of changing them are slim, so decide to live with them. Be polite. Are you more polite to co-workers or store clerks than you are to the one you love? Practice good manners at home. Harsh words and actions have no place in your home. Choose to be kind. Smile often. 
Put on a happy face and let it determine your disposition. Remember how meaningful the glances were which you once gave each other. Laugh together. Find something daily to share and laugh about. Life is complete with laughter. Do what your spouse wants before being asked. Anticipate your spouse's needs and jump right in to help. Put his or her needs before your own comfort. Listen. You don't have to solve problems. Just be an active listener. Turn off the TV, put down the newspaper, and give your spouse your full attention. Call your spouse. Check in with each other throughout the day just to say hi or I love you. Apologize. Almost as good as I love you is I'm sorry. Forgive me. Marriage isn't a game where you keep score. It's not important who is right. Pray for your spouse daily. Don't let a day go by without praying for your marriage, your spouse, and your family. End each day with a hug. Decide to end the day with love. Take the time to strengthen your own marriage so you can be an example to others. Post marriage prayer requests. Tell others what they can do. Tell others that they can do this too. Give marriage education books and classes as wedding, anniversary, birthday, and shower gifts. Ask your congregation or daycare center to sponsor a date night for married couples. Provide information on building strong marriages at bridal showers. Also at wedding parties, have each guest share ideas of what the couple can do to keep their marriage strong. Hold a marriage fest in your community. Have games, food, and marriage education booths. Set up an email service that sends out marriage strengthening ideas on a weekly basis. Write a letter to newlywed couples with a list of favorite marriage strengthening tips and pledge to support their marriage. Add a marriage education component to parenting classes in your church and other outlets. Encourage married couples in long-distance relationships. Discourage spouse or marriage bashing conversations or jokes. Please help to strengthen marriages so more married couples will reveal and reflect the heart of Christ in marriage. It is an important mission, one that is near and dear to God's heart because marriage is a living picture of Christ's love for the church. Joined together, Christ brings victory. This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you. of you who are just joining us. This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot because the Bible segment is coming up shortly. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, Where He May Lead, by Mangu Voice of Hope. You are listening to the new live program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist Oil Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. Where He may lead me, I will go, for I have learned. 
trust him so and i remember it was for me that it was laid on calvary jesus shall lead me night and day jesus shall lead me all the way he is the truest friend to me for i remember calvary jesus shall lead me night and day jesus shall lead me all the way he is the truest friend to me for i remember calvary oh i delight in his command love to be led by his divine his divine will is sweet to me hallowed by blood stain calvary oh, jesus shall lead me shall lead me all the way is a truest friend to me for i remember calvary oh, jesus shall lead me night and day jesus shall lead me all the way is a truest friend Happy with Christ my savior need trust in some day that I shall see Jesus my friend of Calvary oh, oh. Jesus shall lead me night and day Jesus shall lead me all the way he is a true friend to me for i remember calvary jesus no tell a pure car jesus no tell a you told and i said my dear sonandai motambe yesonandai ale onsi omosai bogo kunya alampera se kalvari jesus shali mi nayande jesus shali mi All the way is a truest friend to me for I remember Calvary My dear listener thanks for choosing our station we are because you are 
And now, please join me as I welcome Ian Muse for the Bible segment. His message is The Two Thieves. Be blessed. I greet you, dear listener, in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our study today. I'm your host, Ian Muse. The topic of our study is the two thieves. Have you ever wondered how a thief condemned to death could be saved in a glimpse? The story of the thief on the cross serves as a microcosm for the plan of salvation. In the space of a few short verses, Luke chapter 23, verse 40 to 43. We see the believing thief pass through all the basic steps to salvation and experience all the elements necessary for conversion. Please don't miss the fact that both thieves wanted to be saved. However, the thief on the Lord's left did not have a saving faith. He said, If thou be Christ. If is a neutralizing word when praying to the Lord of the universe. When tempting Jesus in the wilderness, the devil revealed his identity when he said, If thou be the Son of God. Matthew chapter 4 verse 3 Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 And the word if neutralizes a person's faith. Like much of the world, the thief on the left wanted salvation from the penalty of sin, but not from sin itself. He lacked a saving faith. Jesus says, If ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. John chapter 8 verse 24 We also see the believing thief pass through all the basic steps to salvation and experience all the elements necessary for conversion. He saw Jesus lifted up. Jesus promises, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. John chapter 12 verse 32 He believed in Christ as the spotless lamb of God, a perfect atoning sacrifice. This man has done nothing wrong. Luke chapter 23 verse 41 New King James Version He repented of his sins and confessed his guilt. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. Verse 41 He testified publicly, in spite of the prevailing ridicule that Jesus was his Lord and King. Lord, thy kingdom. Verse 42. He asked for forgiveness. Lord, remember me. Verse 42. He suffered with Jesus and lastly he died with Christ and in Christ. Even though Jesus was suffering the most intense agony imaginable, he never failed to hear a sincere cry for help. In answer to the desperate plea, Lord, remember me, Jesus says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15 to 16, New King James Version. In essence, Jesus was saying, How could I forget you when I am hanging here for you? The devil could nail his loving hands to a tree, but he could not prevent the Savior from saving. This dying thief's earnest petition was the lone glimmer 
of light allowed to penetrate the darkness and suffering that enveloped Jesus. The Messiah answered with love, compassion, and power. Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Luke chapter 23 verse 43 In Jesus' final moments alive on the cross, the Father gave his Son the gift of sin, this wretched criminal transformed into a soul redeemed for eternity. For Jesus, it was blessed assurance that his life and sacrifice will not be in vain. After Jesus said, You will be with me in paradise, a wonderful peace flooded the troubled soul of this repentant thief. I believe there was a marked change in his countenance. A great calm came over him as the terrible weight from all the sins of his life lifted from his heart and transferred to the lamp of God beside him. A few moments later, Jesus called out, It is finished. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. John chapter 19 verse 30 Luke chapter 23 verse 46 And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Mark chapter 15, verse 39. The spontaneous testimony of this Roman soldier served as confirmation that the thief on the cross was not the only one who grasped the truth of Christ's divinity. The weight of evidence was compelling, yet God always allows some room for doubt. After Jesus died, the penitent thief was left to face the mocking crowd alone. Despite the fact that his body still hung by nails, this man's soul now hung by faith in his Redeemer's word. At times, we too must trust our salvation to a silent Savior. In one sense, suicide is exactly what it means to be crucified with Christ. However, the solution to the sin problem is not physical suicide, but ego suicide. Paul says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 7 Dead people do not get offended or lose their tempers. Dead people do not behave selfishly or harbor bitterness and grudges. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. God's word declares, Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians chapter 5 verse 24, New King James Version. In Romans chapter 6 verse 11, we read, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The man with a cross no longer controls his destiny. He lost control when he picked up his cross. That cross immediately became to him an all-absorbing interest, an overwhelming interference. No matter what he may desire to do, there is but one thing he can do, that is, move on toward the place of crucifixion. We must not miss the fact that accepting Jesus does not always remove the consequences of our sins nor erase the ugly scars. The result of our sins often linger long after we have received forgiveness. On this point, the repentant thief on the cross is again a fitting example. Christ's forgiveness did not spare him from an agonizing death on the cross. The salvation he received that day was salvation from the ultimate penalty for sin, not from all its temporal consequences. To say, 
I will give my life and strength and means to the devil and then, in the last fleeting moments of my earthly existence, I will turn to God, is the highest insult a mortal can offer God. It is something like offering an ugly, thorny rose stem to your spouse after all the beautiful, fragrant petals have fallen off. Repentance is a gift from God. Acts chapter 5 verse 31 and 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 24 to 25. We cannot predict when we are going to repent. If we have spent our lives spanning the loving invitations of the Holy Spirit, it may be that when the end comes, we will find we have grieved away the comforter and lost our capacity to repent. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. Then of course, there is the very real possibility that we could die suddenly with no prior warning and thus be unable to repent. On a rocky hill outside Jerusalem long ago, three political prisoners were executed, but there was a vast difference between them. One died to sin, one died in sin, and one died for sin. Christ died for our sins. Now we must choose whether we will die in our sins or, by faith in Jesus, die to our sins. Now to him, being able to keep you without stumbling and to set you before his glory without blemish, with unspeakable joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and might and authority, even now and forever. Amen. Jude chapter 1, verse 24 to 25. Thank you, listener, for your time. I was your presenter, Ian Musa. for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you enjoyed it and that you are blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments or questions about the show to the producer Adventist World Radio PO Box 42276 code 00100 Until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly. You're the Savior of my soul. Jesus, my Jesus. You're the Savior of my soul. You're the Savior of my soul. My Jesus, you're the Savior of my soul. You're the Savior of my soul. Jesus, 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 my Jesus, you're the Savior. You're the Savior of my soul Where He may lead me, I will go 
Christ and so and I remember it was for me that he was laid on Calvary Jesus shall lead me night and day Jesus shall lead me all the way he is the truest friend to me for I remember Friend to me, 